0: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love.
1: Hello, Cherries fans, and welcome to this latest opposition preview show here on Up the Cherries in All Departments. Now, after our fantastic 3-0 victory against Manchester United, and of course, prior to that, the Crystal Palace win, where we won 2-0 up at Selhurst Park. Who thought that we could ever do that? We are back at home, and we're facing... A Luton Town team who were promoted via the playoffs last season. They've had quite a journey though. Of course, cast your mind back to 2008. And both ourselves and Luton were on minus points along with Rotherham United. Ourselves and Rotherham were on minus 17. Luton were on the insurmountable figure cruel figure of minus 30 however they've been on quite a journey like we have and have managed to make it into the premier league after beating coventry city on penalties last season they've also done very very well recently and were incredibly unlucky to be honest they should have won this game against Arsenal at Kenilworth Road where they were beaten 4-3 in pretty much the last minute and also they were beaten 2-1 by Manchester City after leading 1-0 for quite a large portion of the game so Luton are going to be no pushovers and We've got somebody on the show who has been on quite a journey so far this season. So he is traveling by bicycle. To be honest, I've not ridden a bicycle since probably 1999, you know, uh, don't hold that against me, but he has ridden by bicycle to every single away game. So far this season, but he's not been doing it just this season. He's been doing it since 2016. And that man is doing it for some fantastic charities. So it is a pleasure to welcome onto the show Hatter's fan, Mark Kraufer. Welcome to Up the Cherries in all departments, Mark. How are you doing?
2: I'm really good. Uh, Looking forward to the weekend. How are you?
1: Yes, very, very good and delighted with our recent form. (laughs) You have got a bit of a journey, though, before uh, the game kicks off.
2: Yes. Yeah, so uh go most, most sensible people either get the train the coach or they drive down uh so i'm cycling from luton uh i'm doing a premier pedal challenge cycling to every way game trying to raise awareness and some donations for some brilliant charities so i set off about seven o'clock friday morning stop in southampton friday night and then two hours uh down to the vitality uh, ready for the game
1: fair enough do you really want to stop in southampton mark
2: uh well <laughs> I, uh, I i didn't know whether to mention that just say i'm stopping somewhere nice. it's probably uh probably not a popular place to stop for you guys but unfortunately with the lack of daylight hours i can't get to get to Bournemouth in one day. A lot of friends are sort of staying in Bournemouth Friday night and uh, I'm missing out on some uh, some like lots of socialising and quite a bit of drinking so I'm missing out on that to uh, get there. I think you probably do need a drink after that
1: journey but do tell us about the charities that you're doing this for.
2: So, so basically it's, uh, I've done a few challenges before. So I did this 21, 22, I didn't, obviously didn't learn my lesson. Uh, So really it's uh, sort of prostate cancer. Obviously a lot of people know the story of McCarford and really trying to raise awareness uh, like how serious prostate cancer is and just trying to raise awareness. People get checked uh, that are in that risk category and also i'm sort of trying to raise the awareness of some brilliant charities in luton one of them being noah Uh, so they do they look after the homeless and disadvantaged in luton uh my own person my own personal story experiences have struggled with mental health uh so mind the local mind uh really just trying to raise awareness for what they do and then the final one is keach hospice so it's it's a hospice in luton that that need about 16 million pound a year just to offer services to life limited people so it's obviously being in the premier league it's a celebration of being in the premier league and celebration of some of the fantastic work that charities do in and around luton as well as trying to raise awareness for prostate cancer
1: most definitely and i tell you what what a great you know thing that you are doing cycling to every single way game um (laughs) it's not for the faint-hearted but i tell you what you know full credit to you mark um and the link is down in the description below so cherries fans please 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 do give generously to mark's charities um and we wish you the very very best with that as well
2: um, yeah, well, I, I did say I'm going to enjoy the ride this season, uh, quite literally. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, an interesting season already. Well,
1: it's um, <laughs> it's been a bit of a roller coaster for Luton so far, um, in the Premier League, and I tell you what, there was a lot of people. <laughs> That wrote Luton off straight away. It's fair to say that, isn't it, Mark? You know, everybody said, oh, they're going down, finishing 20th. But I'm genuinely worried about this game. <laughs> I've got to be honest. This is the game where I was more worried about this game than I was about playing Manchester United at the weekend.
2: Wow, that's a massive, that's a massive compliment. Or does that prove how bad Manchester United are? <laughs>
1: I think, to be honest, there's probably a a bit of both in there. That Manchester United have digressed a little bit and struggled. <laughs> However, Luton, you know what a fight you put up against Arsenal. To be honest, really, Arsenal were incredibly lucky to yeah. walk away with anything from Kenilworth Road, let alone three points. And then you pretty much did the same to Manchester City. <laughs>
2: It's, it's just, yeah, it's just been an incredible season and and obviously there's lots of people that like you shouldn't be allowed in a Premier League with, with your ground and you you don't deserve to be here and uh, we deserve it. We've, we obviously came up through the playoffs and just what an amazing day, but just like the journey we've been on, obviously everyone knows about the, the journey from the non-league and very similar to uh to you guys. Yeah. Uh I mean, I saw a stat that Bournemouth are only one of eight teams that we've played in all four leagues after Saturday. Yes. Uh, uh so we've sort of been on a similar journey, but honestly this season, I and mean, obviously like we're learning as we as we go. I and mean, obviously 4-1 at Brighton, 3-0 against Chelsea, that's how the season started. But we're learning really quick and we're competing with everyone, every game, we're in the game, Uh, we're competing and, yeah, they're just like, uh, we just need to sort of, we deserve more points than we've got, but I think every team will say that, oh, yeah, we should have more points, but generally, I think we're super positive, the players we've signed and the way that the club is structured and that we're not going to be irresponsible to, uh, to stay up at all costs. Uh, obviously we had to spend like redo the ground uh, and then, then I think our owner said we're in the club that we're building two grounds at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, No very very true and let's be honest we've been in that position as well where you know we was written off I remember back in 2015 when we got promoted everybody was like they don't deserve to be here that grounds only holding 11,000, we're still the place where it's the most difficult place to get, you know, away tickets for, um, yeah.
2: and but it's what makes football, isn't it? Well, I, I, I think, I mean, I just think like what we have, you can't buy. Yes, you can, uh, do what Chelsea do and blow a billion pound. Uh, but I think, what well, for, for what, us and what you've done it gives hope to the rest of the pyramid i think it just shows the whole pyramid of the football league in its best light that teams can do what we've done and and it's like the old old school like if you're structured properly you have a good coaching system you can develop players and the clubs run properly and every club's had its time of like bad owners and we have too and we're so fortunate in gary sweet and the board that that they've got the interests of the club at heart and a bit like you said it's not just about the club it's about the club being integral in the community and like just being a massive part of the community and that everyone yeah basically how the club's growing and i mean just the buzz around Luton since we got promoted uh it's just been incredible and yeah i sort of feel like the journeys we've both been on are sort of quite similar
1: Well, I was rooting for you guys, and I have been, you know, for a number of years really to get into the Premier League, because Nathan Jones got you so, so close on a number of occasions, got you into the playoffs, Um, because I remember us being on that journey, that minus 17 season, and let's be honest, Luton were on minus 30. That was always insurmountable, wasn't it? It It was cruel
2: yeah i mean it's interesting when you look at clubs now like the evertons and and like just look at the noise around everton and the biggest injustice ever apparently Um, like we didn't have the option to appeal we like they wanted to make an example of us and they they kicked us and then kicked us down even more and yeah what they've done to us i mean yeah, it was just like what we went through and going to like the Alfretons and the Dartfords and like all like the Solihulls going to those grounds. It's, I wouldn't wish it on like to go through that, but it's, it's part of our history. And, and people say, oh, yeah, we like to copy what Luton have done going through the leagues, but, uh, you can't unless you've been through what we've been through, you can't replicate what we've done basically. And, uh, the same, same for you. I think it, it just like, it grows, it brings everyone together, the community and like just been on this journey and we haven't done it with rich owners. We've literally structured the club properly and we've gone through the leagues and yeah, it's just like, so grateful we've got owners that, Care about the club, care about the community, and they will never make a decision that, uh, that's that's basically like that's going to jeopardise the club, basically. Which is not not many clubs can say that in in these days. I guess now
1: it is. We know the outcome for both clubs. We've both got to the Premier League. It's that sense of you know we're proud of it, aren't we? But back yeah. then. You know, I've got to be honest, minus 17, I thought if this club, AFC Bournemouth, go in to the National League, we're done for because uh-huh. we had bailiffs turning up at the ground all the time and it's not a nice place to be in that situation, but the story is one that you can tell to your kids, your grandkids and so on and so forth, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's just, yeah, like I said, like, you'd never choose that. I mean, I think we were no different. We thought, oh, we're only going down to the National League for one year. We'll come up. And we were everyone's cup final. All of a sudden, teams were playing in front of 7,000. And I'll, I'll admit I was the same. I just thought, oh, we'll go down for a year. We'll We'll stall we'll, we'll the league. We'll come back. It took us five years to get out. Even took some 14 years before they got the owners that we know they've got. Uh, but yeah, five years and like the heartache of losing player finals and just going to these places and, and when the whole jeopardy of your club's existence is like, like under threat and what the clubs mean uh, is so much. I mean, I so last summer I did a, I cycled to every ground in the country, like all five leagues yeah and you go around the grounds and you, you go into these clubs that are really ingrained in the community and you just meet them and they're so like obviously they know what I'm doing and they're so supportive and then you go to the big clubs and you're just like an inconvenience and like a nuisance but you just realize when you and I like I said I visited every like 116 clubs from non-league up to the Premier League and you just see what the club means to the community and you've just got really good decent people that are working at these clubs and that are just so passionate about the clubs and their existence and what it means to the community well
1: you know that is the great thing about you know afc bournemouth it's a great thing about luton is that we are we've never lost our roots but you know, one thing that I do want to bring with up to, with you, Mark, is, of course, Luton are looking at moving to the Powercourt Stadium. Um, that is, I believe it's ongoing, isn't it? Is that started as yet, or?
2: No, the, the the work starts next year. I think. Obviously, we've gotten the Premier League a lot quicker than we imagined, and uh, and yes, yeah, so I think the the sort of reviewing the sort of size of the stadium in terms of the capacity just the fact that we've progressed a lot quicker than we thought we would uh and i won't mention that club down the road to us uh you you, when you move grounds and like you're just trying to create that atmosphere and not uh, and it's very it's very difficult to do and and to be honest with our move we could have move to a stadium a lot cheaper, out of town, and uh, a lot sooner. But the club and the owners wanted to be ingrained into the into the community, to be in the centre of town. I mean, you, you'll have seen going to lots of grounds that they're out of town and yeah. they're, they're just soulless grounds, and it's all about just re rejuvenating Luton as a as a as a town, as a city, that basically it's going to be an integral part of the city when it when it comes and uh building it on a power court station comes with its challenges, but when it does come it's just gonna be special. But like heartbreaking to leave Kenareth Road, it's it's been my second home for forty odd years. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. And you know likewise I think that a ground and the stadium is just up the road for ourselves as well. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it won't change both clubs. And both clubs will stay with that community feeling because I'd hate for us to become like Manchester United,
2: who <laughs> are,
1: you know, a big club, you know, who don't really know their fans, whereas both Luton and Bournemouth do. But of course, there is this game. Let's bring it on <laughs> to this game. There is this game um on saturday and like i say i am nervous about it <laughs> firstly um luton during the summer window didn't spend big but yeah. personally i think you spent sensibly what do you make of your business in the window considering you'd just been promoted
2: yeah well i uh but basically, I was, I was happy with the business we did. There were people that said, oh, we need to spend 20, 30 million pound on a striker. Well, anyone that knows us knows we're not going to do that. We spent between 10 and 15 million because we had to get the ground up to Premier League standards. We spent 10 to 15 million on that, on that. And we're not buying for this season. We're buying for the long-term future. Yeah. So whatever happens this season, we've signed, players that uh and i always say we sign good characters uh as much as good players and like i mean for me i sort of speak to quite a few of the players and they're just all humble decent people and that's that's because we sign good characters and anyone that comes in that's that thinks they're they're better they don't last very long and we don't sign those players to be honest because it's all about the character so I mean the signings we've made are just uh yeah they're not going to be if, if you want to go out and get a ready-made striker that's proven Premier League experience that will get you 20 goals every year in the Premier League you're probably not going to get in for less than 50 million
1: <laughs> yeah so, no yeah. very very true
2: uh and then and obviously look at players how you, how you develop the players I mean uh players that that we're just so excited about. I mean, one that maybe a lot of people haven't heard a lot about, but uh, Chi Benny. So we got him on a free transfer, free transfer from Rotherham. And wow, he's just like pace and power to burn. And teams are like working out. We've got to double up, up on them. Uh, so there's like players that, that we've signed and the thing about the squad also is that the players have been given a chance to prove themselves in the Premier League and every year we, we step up and every year they prove themselves that yes, I deserve to play at this level and people like Tom Lockyer, what an inspirational captain uh, and I could go through the team in terms of people that have just they've been told, oh, you're not a Championship player and you're not a Premier League player and they're just ripping it up. I mean, the the other one like i mean obviously ross barkley wow i mean yeah. just just i mean i wasn't i'll have to admit i wasn't sure about that sign thing oh is he like a loom type player and but they all buy into what we're trying to achieve they're all buying into like the the process and how we're trying to develop and like i said we don't have superstars but seeing what Ross Barkley did was doing against Man City and Arsenal, just like, just what an absolute class class player and is uh, is helping, is making us tick and uh, like, Mar- I'll keep going on, but Marbles Macamber, yeah. we got him online from Villa last year and just, yeah, another great player. So, yeah, we've spent wisely and I just think, Like, our transfer window was brilliant for what we're trying to achieve and the long-term plan. And we're not just buying to, like, we're not survival bust in the Premier League because we're not that type of club.
1: Well, let's just quickly talk about the captain, Tom Lockyer, because, of course, during, um, and sorry to mention it, during that playoff final, um, he was stretched off at worrying scenes at that time. But he's bounced back and he's really been a captain that is leading with that passion, that determination. And he seems to be the centre of absolutely everything. There was concerns at the time it was going to take him a lot longer. Would he ever play again
2: after that
1: playoff final? But, um, you know, what has he been like, you know, from a Luton fan's perspective?
2: Oh, he's just everything, everything we we like and admire in a player and a captain of your club. He just puts everything on the line. He's passionate. I mean, obviously at the player final, we didn't know what would happen. We saw him go down and it wasn't until afterwards we realised the seriousness of it. And even he put a video out this week in terms of talking about He didn't actually know what happened and yeah he just he just epitomizes the passion the desire the commitment he just puts his body on the line uh every every single game and uh there's actually like a if you go back several years there's a sliding doors moment he wasn't getting games and he he readily admitted that did he need to go on loan and, but yeah, he's just, he's just come in. And he's another player that has just gone through the levels. We get, just how we do business. We got him on a free transfer from Charlton yeah. and like, you just sort of like we don't feel guilty, but just think, wow, you've got a free a player on a free transfer like that, that just epitomizes everything about the club. And he's so approachable down to earth and he just just loves the club and, yeah, can not think of a better captain to have for the club.
1: There is that feeling that, you know, Luton have done very much what we did um, and taken this team into the Premier League. A team of what you would call, and this is no disrespect to them, but misfits. Because a lot of people said that we were a team of misfits. (laughs) But those misfits are fighting against these seasoned professionals in the Premier League who have been there. And nobody (laughs) is... I can't be honest, I don't think the Man City players enjoyed going to Kenilworth Road like they didn't, they don't enjoy going to Dean Court still but it's part of it, isn't it, really, that you know, when they're coming up against the Luton players you know, the likes of Jack Grealish, Harland and all that do you feel that there's that lack of respect or do you feel that there is that respect but they just don't know enough and Look, I, just going hammer and tong.
2: I think when we first came up, a lot of the comments were just ignorance. Like, yep. oh, you're going to like, like you're not like you're going to have the lowest points title from Derby and the whole ground thing. And I even heard a comment from some so-called expert that Luton aren't taking the Premier League seriously. They've only spent twenty million or something like that. Was the exact words? We're not taking it seriously. And uh, so I think in the beginning, a lot of it was just ignorance. And there's a lot of snobbery as well about some of the bigger clubs, the big stadiums, and everyone should have a 50,000 stadium. And I've said to you earlier that that basically what we've done and what you do, it, it, it basically is all that's good about the football pyramid, that you don't have to have rich owners and you don't have to bankroll your way to the Premier League. And we we all know clubs that have tried to bankroll the way and failed miserably. So it gives hope to clubs that, yeah, if, if you run properly and you've got good good setup, then it can be achieved. And I think we, we just, A, give hope to others. But I think now, I think the mindset is changing in terms of we are competing every game. Yes, we're not. We haven't got the wins that we deserve, and yes, we. Uh, but every game, the players are learning, they're evolving, and they're learning very quickly what's required in the Premier League. And yeah, they're just. I mean, just so proud every game, just how they're how they're competing and uh, against clubs. And the other thing is, they say, oh shouldn't even be on the same pitch as the Harlans, the Rices. But we've earned that right. We deserve to be there. And we're showing that, uh, and like Jack Grealish said, we're a lot better than people give us credit for. And, yeah, we get comments that knowledgeable people in the game and have been and seen that, you know what it's like, that closed atmosphere where everything's on top of you. It's not like running tracks and like you're, you're up in the up in the clouds uh, just it's a unique experience and if I had a quid for, for like every time someone said oh I've had to walk through someone's garden to get there
1: <laughs> that's part of the experience though going to Kenilworth that's why we love it
2: yeah that's why we love it <laughs> no it's uh but I think the, I think the mindset is changing and I think uh people are sort of seeing that we're, we're literally learning every game we're improving every game Uh, the effort, passion, commitment, and with the quality that we're learning, we're just getting better and better, and we feel, keep playing as we are, the results will come.
3: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Difficult question now. Um,
1: Of course, Nathan Jones (laughs) left to go to Southampton. So that club down the road, as we like to call them, I can't (laughs) believe I've even just said their name. But he went there and he was slated by the Southampton fans, I've got to say that. You know, they did not like him one bit. Um, and it all fell to pieces. And then they appointed Ruben Sellers, who's not particularly doing a very good job at Redden. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but Nathan Jones got Luton in that position, in that pl- those playoffs, time and time and time again. And then Rob Edwards has taken over <laughs> And got Luton through the playoffs. What's the difference between Nathan Jones and Rob
2: Edwards? I think, uh, and I think, like going at Southampton, I think they they thought they deserved a bigger name than uh, Nathan Jones. And uh, yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> they're just a small club down the south coast, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I think he had already left us once to go to Stoke and to be fair he came back and he was the only person that could have saved us from relegation at the championship and I won't hear a bad word said about him but I think he was just too impatient to manage in the Premier League I always think, it's easy to say in hindsight that we would eventually have got to the Premier League just the curve and the direction we were going in and whether it would have took another two, three, four years however long, I just don't think he was prepared to be patient and he wanted to be a premier league manager and but i won't have a bad word said about him and then then when you like take a manager from your biggest rivals yes. like who just like how much we love that the fact that he got sacked after 12 games when they were in the playoffs and like we we took him and I have to admit i didn't know a lot about rob from apart from what he did at forest green yeah. and uh, he came to us and it's like, oh, sharp intake of breath. He's, he's come from then down the road. Uh, but honestly, it's just absolutely incredible what he's, what he's done, how he. Uh, and I think the thing that thing impresses me most about one of the things about Rob is just, just like what a. He's a great coach, but he just. He gets the best out here, people. You know how like managers, that people just want to play for him. They just yeah. love playing for him. He brings the best out in people. He's like an incredible people person. I've had the pleasure of spending time talking to him. You just know he's just like that type of person that people want to play for. And some of the players that he... I mean, as with every manager, there's players that sort of don't fit his... Uh, what he's trying to do and some people just like their career will just shoot up That there are a lot better players for it but yeah he's just what he's done is incredible I think the main thing for us is he he gets the club Uh, I'll mention Graham Jones and he just didn't get the club yeah and uh, he gets the club he gets the people And he's not just come in as like, it sounds stupid, but not just as a football manager, but he gets everything about the club, the people, what we're trying to build. And yeah, it's just been been an incredible journey and uh, long may it continue. Are you worried
1: if Luton do stay up in the Premier League this season? You know, which would be a remarkable achievement. And, you know, fingers crossed for you. You know, I think you know it would be an amazing story that we both stay up in the Premier League. Do you worry that people will be after Rob Edwards' signature?
2: Yes, uh, and in one hand, you sort of see it as a compliment. That it's a bit like, bit like when your best players get touted and your best managers get touted, and uh, I think he's. He's great, he's ingrained into the club. He got it very quickly. He's ingrained into his his the way that he's endeared by the fans and his relationship with, with everyone in the club. I mean, every time I speak to him, I I just think I can't be any more impressed when I speak to him. And then each time I just get even more impressed. And I suppose a number of times in terms of what I'm doing, the charity work is just generally interested in people and he just wants to make players a better player and by making them better players it obviously like shoots the club up so yes i've no doubt that there'll be interest in rob but i'm not worried about losing him because he's on is like this massive project this the club would just keep building 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 every season and uh i think we don't know where the where the ceiling is and what we can achieve. Obviously, it's tough to stay up this year, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's it's tough season. I'm not gonna lie in terms of like what we're finding and you go to some places, it's just like, wow. It's just like the, I mean, you'll have noticed the difference when you go up. It's just, it's brutal basically the, how clinical teams are and how you just get punished and Pele, like, and to yeah. have Pele that's gone ten years with the club, and he's, he's gone from non-league up to the Premier League, and he just says, in the Premier League, you it's not even having off days. You can't have like switch off for like five minutes, and you get punished. So it's it's brutal. But every player deserves the opportunity, and they're like they're they're proving they deserve to be there.
1: Well, you did get a win on the board before we did. (laughs) That Everton game, um, you know, that must have been, you know, such a relief to get the first three points. And against a team that everybody did think Everton was going to be down there. But again, you know, a team that's been ever present in the Premier League, you know, that was... A massive achievement by the side which they've built on really even though like you say I do feel that you know there's been you know especially in that Arsenal game incredibly unlucky and then you know of course against Man City it was literally a case of Man City won five minutes I think Luton won the other 85 (laughs) didn't they
2: yeah yeah I mean no Everton was just incredible just to get our first uh our first premier league win uh and as you know just when you win away it's just like just an amazing feeling and uh obviously i had two day cycle to get there so uh i the legs always feel refreshed coming back from a win but uh, (laughs) no just just an incredible incredible atmosphere and we could have been Two, two down inside ten minutes, and then we weathered the storm, and then uh, and, and then if you just watch, if you just what if you see the girls like Tom Locky's girl was literally just pure desire. He wanted it more, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean the whole saying Carlton in a tight in a tack, Lockyer at the back, and then they both got the goals. So uh, yeah, it was just uh, just an incredible feeling just to. Get, the, get all those people, you're never going to win a game, you're never going to get beat Derby's record. It's just like, just keep motivating us. <laughs> well, Mark,
1: um, I do this with all of my guests, and that is, we do predict the game. Now, oh. let's be honest, <laughs> <laughs> we're in pretty good form, like you say, probably the worst possible time to play us. Um, Considering we've beaten Manchester United, beat Crystal Palace away and really, in my honest opinion, should have beaten Aston Villa at home, which is no mean feat. But I'm concerned about this because (laughs) really, you should have beaten Arsenal and... You won 85 minutes against Manchester City. Let's be honest, man city only need five minutes half the time because of the <laughs> amount of money they've spent. Um,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Neither
1: of us can compete with um, you know in Abu Dhabi, but um, yeah, <laughs> nice place, but they do spend a lot. Um, <laughs> but I'm concerned about this game. How do you reckon this is going to go?
2: Well, you sort of went from one win in eleven to five wins in seven, and I'll have to be admit, and it's no disrespect, like you're looking at games, you think, okay, well, Arsenal Man City is anything's a bonus, but a couple of months ago, we thought Bournemouth, we really got to go and get a win, and now you're just just on such an incredible run, and 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 obviously you had the whole thing about you decided that, you, not you, but the club decided they wanted to go in a different direction. And I presume that was just the new manager trying to get his point of view across and yeah. trying to get you to play a cer- certain way. And and then at one point, I suppose you must have been like thinking, oh, what have we done here? And uh, yeah, obviously, uh, And obviously you had a... A very respectable manager that everyone seems to like apart from your owner mm-hmm. and uh but yeah and it's it's just seeing that, that like wins in the premier league of golders back-to-back wins are just like rare as anything yeah. so yeah i mean uh having having this fixture now it's as tough as it come and like i would be absolutely delighted with the draw uh just to to be able to compete and you've got players on form and it's uh i always enjoy that so the only one didn't enjoy is the four nil cup defeat uh so a couple of years ago and yeah that was at the time we'd lost 12 consecutive away games and i had been to every one and (laughs) but, uh, but yeah i mean and i thought obviously you were like storming the league when you got promoted. And then when we came to you and lost two, one, uh, second half, we were just like, it just looked like we were the team that we're gonna, gonna get the draw or get back into the game. So uh, there's loads of competitive games and obviously we'll never forget the three, two at home. And, uh, yes, yeah. that was the season that you just like were nailed on for a promotion and, to see what we did then and seeing what you've done in Premier League. So being optimistic, I'd say like I think the way you're playing and the form, I'd probably say one all. I'd take a one-all draw.
1: I gotta be honest, I am really, really worried about this game because <laughs> you, you look at the you look at the team we beat on Saturday you know, in Manchester United. Um, And, you know, it was a great achievement to go there, get three points. Should we follow it up? You know, a lot of people will say we should follow it up. But I think the maximum respect has to be given. And I'm sure Andoni Areola is going to do just that. Do just that. But I think Luton are going to be right fired up for it. Two narrow defeats... Against, let's be honest, the two teams that are probably going to be, along with Liverpool, fighting for the Premier League title at the end of the season. And I could see us easily losing this game if it becomes a bit of a battle. Wow. I honestly can. I honestly can. Because I think you will be fired up for it. You know, you will want to put it right. And you will hope that it's third time lucky. But am I going to bet against my own team? No, I'm not.
2: No. But, you know,
1: <laughs> the heads is saying, you know, to be really, really concerned. And, you know, we could get beat. The heart is saying, you know, the, I think we'll win it. As it always will do. You know, it said that we we'll, we'll always win at Manchester City. We haven't. Um, <laughs> well, but <laughs> I'm going to go in the middle as well. And I think a one-all, I think, sounds like a result that I think will happen. I think it will happen you know yeah, i wouldn't be yeah. i wouldn't be surprised as well so if you don't mind mark i am going to copy you this week
3: um <laughs> in your
1: prediction um but mainly because the heart and the head says two different things completely
2: um, yeah absolutely and like i said we'll like uh i've obviously heard the reports about the manchester united game and uh and I heard Ali McCoy say this week, Man United need to be more like Luton, as in like the heart, the fight, the desire. But with all of that, we have quality as well. And uh, obviously it depends on the team we put out. Uh, the bonus for you is that uh, Marvellous McCamber got booked against Man City, so he's not playing. Uh, and he he's just like the glue that, that basically breaks it up, like a defensive midfielder and he protects the defence and he he's an outlet so he's going to be a big he's going to be a big miss but like whoever we we bring in then it's just uh i know that we're going to give it a good go and uh i think we just got to turn for our points we've just got to turn the great performances into points so that we don't get cut adrift uh it's concerning that everton are playing like a top 10 side you're playing like a top 10 side yeah and we're looking at teams that are gonna like get sucked into i know we're not even at christmas for like miles there's only 16 games going there's 22 to go so there's a long way to go but uh we should be full of confidence and that you keep playing well and you keep doing the right things and you keep the pressing and the chances come and then it's a matter of time before the results will start coming. Whether it's uh, whether it's this week. I mean, next two home games to Newcastle, Chelsea, and then uh, Brockton Days, Sheffield United away. So, like every game's massive. But yeah, I'm feeling optimistic that uh, the results will come soon.
1: it's like when I you know when we was promoted and going back in time of course promoted back to league one you know after minus 17 and thinking finally we're out of that I know that Luton were in the National League unfortunately at that time but I was looking at the fixture list and was going Hard game, hard game, hard game, hard game. Um, let's be honest. We have, didn't see anything until we got into the Premier League. Um, and every game is going to be difficult. But with that fight, with that determination, I think personally, out of the three promoted teams, and you know, I said it at the start of the season, I'm still saying it now, Luton are the most likely to survive.
2: Yeah, I, I feel that. I mean, everyone everyone loves Burnley because of Vincent Company, don't they? It's like, there's a loving for, for Burnley because of Vincent Company, but uh, uh, they won't entertain the fact, and if you think how much they spend, and uh, I mean, it's just how bonkers the transfer market is. You pay 18 million for Keeper that's made one league appearance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say
1: say no more say no more <laughs> I couldn't believe one day that we was going to spend 120 million like we have in you know the past year but
2: there you go and that's how that's how teams have that's how we evolve and like I said this like we've spent like 4 or 5 million uh, and if you said to me we'd be spending that on the player now i just say you're ridiculous uh, it's not what we do but we move with the times we've obviously had the money and uh, we've we're we're on that journey. And if we stay up, then obviously it just makes things a lot easier uh, in terms of developing and establishing ourselves in the Premier League, which, which is, which is a tough gig, but uh, we're going to enjoy, like I say, enjoy the ride literally and, uh, and uh, see how it, see how, see how the season develops basically
1: definitely definitely well everybody thank you again mark for coming on the show and do remember to donate whatever you can in the link below um to all the great charities that mark did mention at the start of the program but mark absolute pleasure fingers crossed for luton as well not this weekend but for the rest of the (laughs) season um you know I would absolutely love, absolutely love it, absolutely love it. There we are, Kevin Keegan impression. <laughs> if both of our clubs, after the injustice all those years ago of minus 17 and minus 30, let's be honest, that was always going to be nigh on impossible, was to survive in the Premier League. Only, I'm trying to work it out now, how many years later?
3: Yeah. 17? It's- yeah,
2: it's incredible. No, I, I, I've I've had many trips to see us uh, at Bournemouth. I even remember—is it Steve Fletcher? Yes, Steve
1: Fletcher. Yeah, he, I remember a
2: game he scored an injury time goal, and like I don't know what year it was, but I, I, that was my first visit to uh, to Bournemouth. Just proves how long ago it was. The fact that we're talking about Steve Fletcher. <laughs> well. Uh,
1: it's great stories isn't it it's
2: great stories yeah and so it's basically just one more thing if uh anyone sees sees me walking around the vitality with the bike by all means come and say hello and uh i mean one of the things with with the challenge is yes it's raising awareness but the brilliant people that i get to meet that wouldn't have met before and and i get to hear so many stories how people's personal experience of the charities that i'm supporting but uh yeah if anyone sees me then by all means come and say hello it'd be great to to sort of chat before the game and uh yeah just uh looking forward to a great experience and uh try and enjoy the game hopefully <laughs> definitely definitely and I, I most definitely
1: i will come over and say hello um so yes definitely have to get a picture together um with the bike as well where are you going to put the bike as well so, um, so,
2: so basically what happens is i go back on the support the Bobbers travel club yes so basically i have i wait until the coaches arrive yeah and then i have to uh get the bike on the coach before I can then start to be a, be a fan. And obviously that depends on when the coaches get there. So until then I'm aimlessly walking around with the bike because I can't get in pubs with it. I can't do anything else. And, uh, yeah, hoping for a nice friendly reaction, uh, which I did get at Chelsea. Uh, so yeah, there's the story. Yeah. I could tell you many stories about, these big clubs that uh but yeah i know it's uh and so i, I cycled to very quickly so I cycled to bournemouth uh on my 116 challenge last summer and yeah I arrived at bournemouth and everyone was so friendly and so nice and yeah i know i'll get a great reception from the club and and the fans so uh and i think it's going to stay dry for me
1: yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. You know, stay dry. No snow, please. Anywhere between Luton and Bournemouth. Um, but Now, honestly, Mark, full credit for what you're doing. You know, it's brilliant causes, and hopefully, you raise as much money as possible. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure
2: chatting to you, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you at the game.
1: Likewise, likewise as well, Mark.
2: All right. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. And thank you everybody for joining us on this show. Remember to hit the likes and subscribe the bell button below to be alerted to any new videos we do here on up the cherries and all departments, please, please, please do give generously to the charities and Mark's just giving page is in the description box below. So please, please, please do give generously. Do check out all of our previous interviews as well and shows. There's lots and lots and lots on here as well. And we'll also be bringing back a blast from the past as well. When I spoke to Nick Owen back in the championship years, and that will be coming out on Friday. So don't miss that. Um, It's a blast from the past. Our preview with Nick Owen back from the championship day. So, you know, do take a watch of that. But until the next show, up the cherries. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you in the next one.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.